podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Talking Cop. It is, I don't know, is it Tuesday night? Tuesday night, is it? Tuesday, Keith? yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What a Tuesday. Tuesday night, it's Tuesday night. It's Gav, it's Davo, and it's Keith, and we're here to talk about um, the PGMOL. Um, what's going on? VAR, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to bring us right back to the start of it all. Um, we're going to have a look through it. We're going to look how it's progressed or not in the last uh, couple of years. And I think the biggest question of it all is how long do we put up with this shit? Um, and I think it's a fair question because it is shit. And um, going around in circles like we are now, where, oh, this manager said this and this manager said that, and this is when he... It's, it's all its all over the place. So we're going to do an hour on it, and then we're going to get out of here, and um, we are done. If you're watching on YouTube, you're very welcome. If you're watching on Twitch, you're very welcome. If you're one of our new channel members, brilliant stuff. Memberships are open, three ninety nine a month. Um, hit the join button there, and you're all good to go. Um, we'll talk about a bit, a bit about that later. Davo, how are you? Not a bother, Gav. Not a bother. Just enjoyed watching Celtic getting pumped there in the Champions League. So. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers' ultras. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brendan Rodgers. Fucking tell you. Ted taxes and Rodgers being shy in Europe. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that's usually how it goes. Um, we're probably going to get an awful lot of reference to my moustache as well. That uh, seems to be... Garner a lot of attention, but I'll, I'll I'll pick out the best ones if there's any really good ones. Um, Keith, how are you? I'm great, Gav. Yeah, I'm great. Like Davo, you know, we were just talking before we came on, and you know, Celtic getting absolutely blade and handballed around Europe. Brendan Rodgers, he's just he's a deplorable manager when it comes to Europe. Um, it's just funny every time he's there. We've had to see it firsthand when he's playing blade and reserves in in the Bernabeu. The of all games, he's just, he's unbelievable. But look, we wish we were involved in these games. We're not at the moment. We will be soon enough, but uh, we'll just settle for Thursday nights against fucking Spartak, Vladivostok and whoever else we get to play. But uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. The, the moustache thing, Gav, could be, I, I get a feeling you grew it for this show particularly because we're talking about authoritarians, you know, a good stern moustache. And I don't yeah. think enough referees have them these days and that could be where they're all going wrong. Well, I'm, fa- I'm falling into this trap because we done a show last night and my, and my whole thing on it was uh, we're not getting enough whopper goals in football anymore. And uh, Phil was like, like, when? When when did we get this? Like, like 10, 15 years ago. Do you remember when this fellow was scoring that and he was like, God, that was bleeding 25, 30 years ago. How many of those now? I think I'm falling back. I think I'm falling. Like, I'm, I, like the moustache is making me drop back into the 80s and, and 90s now. I don't know what it is, but... Um, look, it's going to be here for a month. There's nothing I can do. There's some big cracking suggestions over what the story is with it. But uh, um, I, I might pick a top 10 by the time the month is out. But anyway, VAR, um, VAR, the PGMOL. Um, it's it's reached, when I say, like, we thought, we thought, like, it was, it was, it had come to, you know, the moment of truth a couple of weeks ago when it, when it got to Liverpool and sports. Um, but they've just carried on regardless since, um, as far as I'm concerned. But le- I want to go back to the very start because I'm going to be honest, I didn't want far, right? And I'm going to be honest now and I'm going to say I'm wrong, right? Because I thought VAR would slow down the game. I thought VAR would 
ah, look, it's it's going to turn her into, it's not going to be fast moving, it's going to be very bum, 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 they'll be throwing ads in different, and I'm wrong, Um, I think VAR utilised correctly is is an excellent addition to the, to the game, Um, but Davo, we, can you remember that, that? Can you remember back to then? Did you want VAR? Or did you even think, like, the biggest problem here is going to be these fucking idiots implementing it? Because I don't know if many did. Yeah, like, one of the earliest of what I can remember, didn't we have a, a game against West Brom, a cup game, where there was one of kind of the trial games? Yes. At Anfield, and it was an absolute shit show. Yeah, you were 40 minutes late like, going out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the Lions, they were dramas like a two-year-old was after getting a crayon, a crayon across the screen. <laughs> and all that. I, could, I, can, I can remember that. But, wait, listen, wait, look, wait, wait, the one thing I have to say is, I watched that Leicester game we played in the cup a few weeks ago. And there was now over in the, the Carabao Cup. And I was fucking pulling, I won't lie to you, I was pulling my hair up. Yeah. I was sitting there going, oh, Varl, like, they got a contentious yeah. goal. I was like, oh, Varl, we, Varl, have a look at that. I think Doug gets taken down for something looked a little bit similar to Virgil at Newcastle. Nothing given play on. I was like, fucking, just, and I felt, I was disgusted with myself sitting there thinking that going, fucking hell, we need Varl here. Um, so I'm not sure whether I could go back off. To be honest with you, yeah. to, to Novar, I don't know. Now, listen, obviously, if after three, four, five games of going back to Novar, you'd be grand again. But for yeah. them few weeks, you'd be going, fucking, where's the bar? Ah, look, should be looking at that. That's a lot of bollocks. Blah, blah, blah. But I can't listen to, be, to answer your question. I can't really remember having much of an opinion on it going back. But I do remember, obviously, that early West Brown game where it was a bit of a shit show. But um, Look, non-subjective stuff would be great for it. You know what I mean? If it's just offside and goal lines, I think we'd probably be far better off, you know? <laughs> Keith, Jerry says there, he genuinely thought VAR would be independent of referees. Was there a lot of people under the impression there that maybe that was the case? I always felt that's the way it should have been from the very start. Um, to, to have referees implementing and i remember thinking back going back and that was right that game against was a west brom was absolute shy and it was you know too long and everything was slow and obviously we're the guinea pigs for that but again you look at them now um and you see the likes of anthony taylor who goes down gets them out and refs in the championship and gives a penalty in the preston game last week and i'm convinced he thinks does var there to get him out of a hole if there's a problem because I don't know what he's looking at. I don't think we could go back to it and not have a VAR. I think it's, you know, Davo saying a few weeks of leading, it'd be a bit of chaos, but you'd get used to it. I think, and the problem the problem now is it's not the VAR that's the issue, it's the, it's the idiots using it, but we're in an age of no accountability now. Do you know what I mean? And that's the problem. And not just with referees, with, with politicians, you know, with with stuff that's happening in the world people can do and say what they want and there's no repercussions or reprimand and i think a chief among this is the pgmol it has been for a few years and um, they do what they want they say what they want they can make as many mistakes as they want and nothing happens except now that police constable howard webb is now in there running the show and all that i've seen happening is they're issuing apologies now and all they're doing is issuing apologies and the apology is not worth the fucking paper it's written on because the lessons are never learned and the mistakes are repeated and repeated. I can't see a world where we go back to nowhere. It should be independent of referees. It should be a, people that are trained. And this bollocks about it being ex-players. No, it should be an independent no. panel of people 
obviously they're going to be football fans the, that's the nature of the beast people like football but not people with a vested interest not people that have you know played for a certain team or you know can directly influence it it should be this is the decision you've made a mistake bang 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 how can you how can we go back to just letting these fools on the pitch make the make the decisions you have to nearly put pressure on it to use it right but how do you do that god knows the funny thing is, when, when the whole VAR thing started, right, um, they were like, oh, this will help making decisions, this will help with this, that, and the other, okay? And the, the quoted thing at the time was, referees get about 96% of decisions correct, right? Which, in fairness, is a scandalous amount of thing, Sound, right, thing, the things to get sounds correct. Sounds good. Right? It is a scandalous thing, amount to, to get to get correct, right? Um, so... I, I nearly feel like when since he brought this in, it's got worse. They've actually got worse at what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the amount of decisions they're getting right, even with the help, feels like it's down. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I try to think of a, of like a weekend's football, right? And if you without VAR, without any of that, you go through it and you go to goals on Sunday, right? Just for argument's sake, and you watch the highlights of the ten games or the eight games that have been played before then or whatever. And you kind of say to yourself, right, that's cool. Um, you know, there's been that's a contentious one. Yeah, but hold on, he's looking at that, and you know, and there's a bit of an argument over, right? Whereas now we're at the stage where, if there's one or two of these, when we come out the back, the back end of it after VAR, we're all still sitting there going, these have got this completely and utterly wrong, and that's the scary bit about it. With the backup, with the backup, and with the ability to see you know, things at angles and things at certain slow motion and um, multiple times, it just feels like, you know, it just feels like they they continue to get things wrong and it feels like they're doing it more than before they had the help. It's it's absolutely mad. But look, um, I'm going to bring, Dave is going to come in and join us now from the Blue Room. Um, I'm not too sure his camera's on, but we won't worry about that once we have audio. We'd be absolutely fine. Um, Dave, can you hear us? No, we can't hear us. Okay, we'll take him out for a minute. We'll try to bring him back in a second. Um, but let's get into how this has steadily gone wrong, right? Davo, we've seen like I feel like I feel like last season and the season before there was there was issues, and you're kind of going, I'm not too sure on that. I'm not too sure this. I feel like this season they've just literally said, and it feels like the PGMOL have said, do you know what? Fuck this, right? Um. We're just going to make these decisions, and whatever happens, happens. Because Davo, straight from the outset of this season, I think Wolves and United is the is the is, is mm. might be the Monday night game, first game of the season, and they have an incident with Onana nearly taking the head off a mm. Wolves fella. <clears throat> and from there on in, Davo, it feels like every single week there's apologies to be made. There's fucking something going on. It feels like they just doubled down here. Davo went. We're just making these decisions. I feel a little bit untouchable while doing it. Yeah, well, like I think the first kind of problem they had was the, the kind of typical, be it the FA, PGMOL, whoever, they kind of backed themselves in the corner in England with this clear and obvious stuff. It was like, we're going to do VAR, but we're going to do it our way. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't know, who, who, where was it in before England? Was it Spain and Italy before it came to the Premier League? Yeah, I think the and Premier League, League was one of the last. Yeah, it was one of the last, but, but they were like, we're the best league in the world, so we're going to do it our way and we're going to do it better. And automatically, I think that 
back themselves into a corner because now the rhetoric you're getting off them is they don't want to re-referee games. Now, you can't really have it both ways. You can't you can't be going where only like clear and obvious errors, but we don't want to re- re-referee games. Sure, that's like that's the whole point of fucking VAR. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're, you're talking about the wolves on this uh, at the start of this season to get the ball rolling. He fucking missed a blatant fucking assault by the goalkeeper and your man. It's it's a penalty. So it's not about re-refereeing the games. That's a fucking mistake. Go and sort the mistakes. Don't be putting out these statements and this rhetoric clear and obvious. We're not going to re-referee games. When, in fact, that's what you're there for. That's what VAR is being brought in for. It's being brought in for to, to, to re-referee the fucking the, the, the cock-ups. And like, I just think, like you said there, an apology on the first uh, Monday night game or whatever it was, the first weekend of the season, which has obviously rolled on to, to our own situation. Um, it's rolled on to Arsenal the weekend with statements and it's kind of snowballing a bit. And I definitely think, I, def- I think I've seen somewhere earlier someone saying that after that incident between ourselves and Spurs, that Sky were told kind of not to, not to be... Not to be pushing that narrative uh, after the game that night of the game, and obviously Keith, we were talking before. I let you bring up Richard Keys when you were talking about what he said today. So, look, you'd, you'd imagine it's like the wagons are getting circled. I think would be would be how I'd say it about the PGM well at the minute. Before we go into Keith, I just want to check if Dave can hear us. I think he can, but I don't know if we're going to hear him. Dave, can we hear you? No, we can't hear him. That's the problem. <sighs> Dave, oh, do we're, get, we're getting there though. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. We're, go go we're getting picture now, which is great. Yeah. Um, tell you what, Dave, just drop out, clear, clear Chrome, come back in through Chrome, and it should be absolutely fine. Right, I'm going to drop you out there. This has happened a couple of times um, with people using uh, different browsers. But anyway, but Keith, you're going to talk about with Richard Keys. You want to talk about him in a second? But you, Davos says something interesting there to re-ref the cockups, right now. I don't mind if a referee gives a red card and they say to them, listen, you might have to look at that, right? Or I don't mind if a referee doesn't give something and then they go, ah, do you know what? You might need to look at this. I don't mind that, right? If he's completely missed it. But what they're doing is they're aligned, they're actually over-aligning on each other now, right? So what the first thing to do is it's straight in, yellow card. Just give the fucking yellow. That's me opening offer. It's like... Yeah. Let's play. Mm-hmm. Let's play a fucking game of bleeding higher and lower here, right? The price is right. Whatever the fucking want, whatever game show you want to put onto it, and it seems to be there's the opening bit of a yellow card, and I'll just wait for these lads to make the decision for me. So actually, refereeing's going out of the game, and then it leads to going to VAR confusion. You know what decision do we make? Can anyone remember the decision we made similar last week, Keith? This isn't about what Davo said. I've no problem with re-refing the cockups, but this seems to be. Let's embed ourselves in a process now that nobody's really fucking making decisions at the start. Just the yellow card's the safe thing to do. And then we go from there. And and they still can't get it right, Heat. No, because they're not looking to get it right. Davo hit the nail on the head with the clear and obvious error and then this high bar show that they brought in. They're the only country in the world that do this crap. It's, you know, they're, they're giving themselves an L for every single decision. And... They all you're getting is a group of mates because essentially that's what they are. You only have to listen to the audio and you only have to look at the trends of who the VAR is for this referee and who the assistant referee is for this referee. Dave, say something. Can you hear us? I don't think he can. He can hear us, but we can't hear him. 
we can't hear him. He's shown us in the green room. I don't know whether there's a button there to get him out of the green room, but he, we can't get him out of the green room. So I don't know what's going on there. Let him mess around with it. Let him mess around oh, with have it. A mess, have a mess. Why not, yeah. Dave? They're doing great there. Um, they, they, they circle the wagons now, and it's all now about, right, my mate is on VAR, or my mate is on the, the pitch refereeing. Uh, he's made an absolute bollocks of this, but I don't want to hang him out to dry. And we've heard this from Mike Dean. We've heard this from referees saying, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be getting me mate into trouble here, so I'm not going to, intervene here and we're not seeing what it should be used for we're not seeing what VAR should be about you're right Gav it should be I've seen this tackle I've given it a yellow card in my vision this is what I've saw player goes in gets the ball a little bit excessive force what do you see on the camera because you've got different angles is there anything more there yeah okay I think you've made a, a bit of a balls of that go over and check it and do it and they're not doing that they're just covering for each other now and you're getting less decisions right you're getting less in fact i didn't think it could get worse but it is getting worse and this is the problem with not having independent people there they need to be able to tell listen clatsy or listen fucking whatever your nickname is going to be you need to change this you've made an absolute balls of that when you were to think back to the liverpool and spurs game and you listen to the audio on that right and it's there in england and it's whatever the other fire fella's name was and the ref and they're all talking and they're all oh yeah cool process all this it's the technician sort of saying here you've made a mistake here you've made a balls of that and then they're starting to panic the actual officials one can make the mistake and the other one was backing them up so how how could two of them not have known the situation there you cannot you can right i don't think you can even understand that if the var misses that that was given as offside because what's he doing he should be watching we could all see a flag going up it's an offside on-field decision they're setting up for a free kick it's offside the fact that two of them made a mistake questions it and it was the in not independent but the non-officials that were like saying listen lads we need to check this and that's what i was i took away from that i was worrying that the referees just didn't have the didn't have the capabilities to to make a decision or to question the decision or put their hand up but and, and it could be down to a sort of thing as i don't want to be the one that pulls up me mate i don't want to be you know the lions man that's going in as the assistant var probably doesn't feel he has the minerals to go in and pull up a referee i don't know if that's what it is but you're not seeing them coming to the right decision and they're doing everything to just make sure that the ref on the pitch is getting away with his decision it's so frustrating and i think it's terrible and and it, it all comes from the top and i'm not just talking about howard webb i'm talking about you know mike Riley before them do you know what i mean like we all of an age where you remember refs and they were a bit more bleeding skilled teacher do you know what i mean like you'd go in and you'd see the and i'm not talking about webb as a ref he was a a, a pound shop Kalina. um you're going back to the um what was your man keith hackett and David Jeff Winter, Jeff Winter, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You had this authoritarian lads, and then we moved into the age of the of the celebrity refs, and even more so with the likes of Mark Lambert, who you know what I mean, going off getting his hair transplanted and all this sort of bar of chocolate, you know, and he they became the center of attention and the center of the world. And when they started doing that, the rules and the spirit of the game was gone. 
it was all just about self-preservation and looking after themselves and that's what does my bleeding head in with the, the pog malls is that they don't have the interest of the game a heart they only have self-interest and it's never going to change with these in charge of it that's the frustration for me Davo, when you look at um getting on to how like we know we know their their their, their limitations we know like that they're just fucking horrendous right i think they're horrendous I, i've said a couple of weeks back they should be put on notice and removed but let's look at the actions of, of clubs and managers here right and i've I, i'm i've said it a while now tribalism is what's getting them away with this right if people just stood up and we be very honest with each other forget about three points or where you are in the league or whatever else it is right if we're very very honest on what they were doing this will be cut off at source much earlier than us sitting here on the fucking 7th of November and still wondering how long it's going to go on for. Managers and clubs have picked when to be upset with the PGMOL and picked when not to be. And it's usually, you know, if a decision goes for you, they're trying their best. If a decision going against you, they're a fucking disgrace. And the tribalism is what's what's getting them away with that. Like, I think clubs and managers have to take some sort of responsibility here as well. Yeah, well, look, look, nothing changes without, like, if, if all clubs were on board, I think you'd, you'd probably find there would be a different style of refereeing, I, w- I, w- I would say, if, if all clubs were on board. But you're right about the tribalism because the thing about, like, we go back to we go back to happen with us against Spurs, right? That was a factual thing that the process, every part of the process they got right and they still got the wrong fucking decision, right? Because they made an almighty cock-up. But that was on that was the other offside, which is a factual fucking thing. You're either on or off. And then the tribalism that came out after from fans saying, sure, fucking we didn't get a penalty against these and we didn't get a pen and he was sent off and this and that and yeah. that. And I was just reading the going, Are all these people fucking thick? Like, I have no problem. Everybody, every team want to fucking ninety two in the league, whatever, can point and go, We should have had this and we should have had that. All, but the difference was they're all subjective decisions. When it came to that offside, it was factual, and that's what and that's why Liverpool were rightly so open arms. Put the statement out there; they wanted clarity and they wanted basically they put they put they put PGOL under the hammer to get that fucking to get that audio out. Because I don't think that they released it if Liverpool hadn't put them uh, put the hammer on. Yeah. Um. So. That's what Liverpool are doing. Now you've moved on to Arsenal here now. You see, I think that the problem Arsenal have, I think, is like we had Arteta saying, listen, they make mistakes and all that when that happened to Liverpool, and now he's fucking jumping up and down. And what they're putting in is kind of subjective stuff. Now, I knew, I do, I do realise there's a, 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 one of their games there was a line drawn with the wrong player, which is an ultimate fucking cock-up as well. Uh, but for the most part... It's objective decisions that Arsenal are jumping up and down. So it's fucking like there's a difference between every club can fucking jump up and down on point and go, well, fuck you, as you got we we you should have had a we should have had a penalty against you, and then they say, well, we should have had a uh, you should have had a red card against us. All subjective stuff. But when it comes, the problem is, is you fed it around Escav, like you said, with the tribalism and like. I think the other clubs are trying to stay on the right side of them. You know, the old kind of Ferguson trick and all that. You're trying to stay on the right side of the referees. Arteta and Postacoglu and everyone like that were saying, now nah, look, we um, 
they make mistakes. We just we just got to get on with it. And all of a sudden, Arsenal are banging in a statement, and Arteta is absolutely losing the rag on television. That's the most. I think that's the most you'll ever see a manager losing the rag without effing and blowing it. Yeah. So I think you're right, Gav. The tribal is, and it is what gets the referees away with it because they know that you go on social media and it's just it's the void and conquer. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, exactly the void and conquer and have to you go on social media and everyone, ah, fuck Liverpool, couldn't happen to a nice shower and fucking always the victims and fucking blah blah blah. And you was you was got away with this one, then there'd be a fucking meme thrown up of attacking and all. And just like you said, the void and conquer, and they know that. Uh, What's it? Uh, today's news will be tomorrow's chip paper or whatever. Tomorrow, today's news will be tomorrow's chip paper. So that's that's how they roll the PGMOL. They're just going to weather the storm and it'll be all right tomorrow. Barry says if you remove the PGMOL, who are you bringing in then? You just replace them. Everyone's replaceable. Everybody is replaceable. It's like, Barry, no offence, but if you or me or anybody else went into the job and continuously were shy at it, they wouldn't go, oh, well, if we get rid of him, who we bring in? They just plan and bring someone in instead of you. That's just the way the way life is. Do you know what I mean? They, doesn't, they'll just remove you. And it's as simple as that. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Keith, the tribalism is there. Right, and yeah, you know, like I've <laughs> Wolves have been absolutely screwed. Like, tr- I think it's three oh. times this season now they've been screwed, you know. And I think, I think the you know, I think when the Liverpool sports thing happens, not because it's Liverpool, but because of the way it happens, everyone sees this guy is clearly onside. Uh, you know, the onside, the, 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 the communication is awful. It takes the fucking fella that's operating the camera. The tone to the people that are actually making decisions going, uh, hold on, I assure you are all right with this. And we all thought this is where it's going to end. This is the bit where they, they cut off now where they say, that's it, right? That is it. It can't happen again. We need to be making decisions. We need to be consistent on decisions. And it yeah. just keeps going, Keith. And this is what's leading me into, like, where do we go from here? Because, Keith, I think... As much as managers and, and not players, but maybe and and owners of clubs and whatever it might be, do have to say take some sort of responsibility in this. I think they've been incredibly patient with from with for for me an organisation that are so fucking stuck in their ways. It's untrue. Like I'll ask the question to you, thirty five minutes in, and we'll probably need twenty five minutes to, to get through the end of it. How long do we put up with this? Genuinely, how long do we put up with it? It's it's a, an unanswerable question, Gav, because it's, you know, Barry talking there about, you know, the referees, what do you do? Well, and Barry is a ref, I think, isn't he? Barry's a ref um, at local level. And he's he's got a, an, an obvious interest in what happens in that. And look, I understand that refereeing, I coach kids, we've all played football at certain levels and it's becoming toxic. Like for example, at schoolboy level, we got notification this week that they're looking for clubs to put 
individuals within the clubs on referee courses because they're doing it's like the bleeding priesthood nobody's doing it anymore mm. and it's referees are getting assaulted they're getting abused they're getting slaughtered at grassroots level and that's in ireland it's in the uk it's everywhere and it's a pox of a job but they're not helping themselves you know i think the pgmol comes into existence um i remember reading it that they were the first official um referee group to become professional the english referees they started up in the 90s and they became professional and they were leading it because they were you know english referees were always seen as the bastions of fucking rules and, and authority in world football but you've got absolute shy hawks now at the helm of it you know and and what are you going to get i was looking today actually at the the chair you know howard webb's obviously the chair of the pgmol and uh mike R- I'm not, martin atkinson is in there fucking um that fat fucker that gave the penal against us for spores what's his name john moss he's on it um all this shits that retired what's his name mariner and all they're all in there they're all involved and it's the same cronies that are doing this thing it's the same heads that are involved in this um pgmol so it's not going to change you need an independent panel you need independence similar with the var i think with the referee association that needs to be um uh that needs to be independent people there because well howard webb comes in and he, he looks fucking dapper in his skin toy shorts with the collar open and you know real friendly and real affable he's not he's a shithead he's always got his own back to cover and cover the backs of the the referees that he's working for he doesn't have the interest of the players or the fans certainly not the fans at heart so i think you need to look at that and until then you'll never get an end to it because the same people like i said there's no accountability there's no like what happens if they have stinkers like emmett saying there there mcgallagher is involved and so i forgot about there mcgallagher don't touch anything dave do not touch anything go on keith <laughs> comical blade and ali there mcgallagher he's wailed out every monday morning to justify this nonsense and you're looking at some of the decisions that he's he's trying to tell you it's oh no this is i can see why they do would you ever fuck off like these are deplorable some of the standard of refereeing is just gone through the floor so while i do think it's hard it's a hard job to do that's at the lower level these are professionals that are the longest professional referees association in the world and you're not getting your you're not getting your money's worth whoever's paying for them they're they're spankrolled by the premier league the efl and the fa tell you i'd, I'd be questioning what they're getting because it's absolutely deplorable the standard of officiating in games dave say something oh yes yeah oh, I, fixed mean, dave. I fixed it um I found a way to fix it. Don't ask me how, but I have. But Dave, you wouldn't think I did stuff like this for a living, mate. No, no, you wouldn't think I did either. Um, but I like how you took credit for it, Gav. Well, I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> Do you know what I was like? I was like, I look with the moustache and all. I'm like a technician that turns up a jackass now in the eighties. <laughs> Right, to work, no, to work you're, you're, the... like, you're like an actor that was in Chernobyl on Squid. <laughs> <Squid's game. laughs> do, you know, like, do you know? Do you know what someone said to me today? You look like um, I look like the the dad of the Adams Family films. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> Dave, we've 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 banged on here for for forty minutes about the PGMOL VAR and um, what we thought yeah. of it at the start. Um, you know the the way they've kind of just 
rest of the laurels now where they just kind of throw a yellow card out as an opening bid and then see where the process takes us. The responsibility I think clubs and managers have to take with, you know, only reacting when it suits them and stuff like that and where it goes from here. But, like, we're three Liverpool fans talking about this, so people will obviously, you know, anyone that's not a Liverpool fan watching this will think, ah, look, you're still upset over the sports thing. But it's not. We're, we're, we're looking back at Wolves um, having massive issues this season. Like, they've just picked on Wolves for no reason. But as an Everton yeah. fan, um, looking at it, and whether that's looking at the Liverpool sports thing, looking at the Wolves thing, looking at Everton themselves, um, like, this is going downhill, Dave. And uh, my my main question on this is how long we put up with this because it's not getting any better. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think the point you've made there about wolves and 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 I think you know this might sound um, you know too too defensive to to you guys and uh, everybody else that's listening, but with the likes of ourselves, I certainly look at it from an Evertonian and think. It seems like it's much easier for them to make decisions against those because it, it, we're the club that's the lesser of you know a few evils in here. When, when it's happening in bigger matches like yourselves, um, I think there was a massive irony last night with um, Chelsea against Spurs because that is one game I've looked at and thought, you know what, it's actually done its fucking job for once. I don't know what you guys think about that, but mm. I didn't see a decision that VAR did that was anything particularly bad yesterday. But you, you right what you say. I think you know lower teams in the league, so-called lower teams in the league, are really easy to pick on. How we go about resolving this? I mean, I, I don't know what fucking Howard Webb's doing every day. Um, playing solitaire. Huh? Sorry, say again. Hey, I think he's playing solitaire. I think he got a new laptop and he's playing <laughs> solitaire. Yeah, <clears throat> that that's it. And you know, Ange Postecoglou last night. I think he was he was spot on when he said, um, I don't really care about the VAR or shouldn't have to care about VAR. And I don't care if we just went back to the days where we just had the referee, two linesmen, and whatever decision they made was what we stood with. Um, because even if they get it wrong, it's it's the way it used to be. Um, like one you mentioned before about you go back to when we all play football at any sort of level and you have one referee. Uh, let's be honest, if they make a decision that you hate, you go over, you're screaming at him and he's not going to change his mind. But th- that was, again, I say that term, less of the two evils, if you're able to go and do that rather than stand there for 10 minutes waiting for somebody else in a studio down the road, make the decision. Um, and you know what? I, if, if any of us can vote as fans, I'd I do go back to how it used to be. And, you know, let's be honest, there used to be some horrendous, horrendous mm. referees who we'd moan about every day, every time we played and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys remember this, but earlier on in, in Premier League, I mean, go back, what, maybe 15 years, there was a referee, I'm sure you remember him, called uh, Araya Rennie. Mm, and yeah. what they what they started to do with him and many other refs, I'm not just singling him out, but it was the example that I do remember, is that if they had a poor week, if they had a poor weekend, whoever around, the, the judges, PGMOL back then, would ultimately have some sort of panel who say, well, you know, he's an, had an absolute stinker. He's fucked up. A team's lost the game because of solely his his decision. Then he gets dropped for the next season. It's it's like any of us. You you go to work. You get you get promoted if you've done well. You, you get demoted if you don't do well. That that to me seems something that's pretty easy and pretty simple to to go through. Rather than how long? I mean, how long have we had VAR now? It's four years, is it? I think this might be its third season. Would it be its fourth, third, fourth season? Yeah. Um, 21, 22, I think it came in. 
And how many times have, have, have we been there? And it's it? it's got any yeah. better from back then, from, what, four or five years ago? Mm. How's it got any better? So, you know, if, if people who have all the technology and all the money in the world still can't reach something that is adequate enough or something that is simple as enough, then why on earth, when we're all screaming about it every single week, you know, some people having podcasts and shows just strictly about them yeah. rather than talking about the actual football. You know, it, it it's just it's just pure common sense that hasn't even been considered by so many of them. It's um it's a, it's its fourth season, I think. I think I'm right. I think twenty twenty one was its fourth season. But, but do you remember do you remember you go back to that first season when it was there and everyone's t- treating it like it was some sort of magic and, and <laughs> everybody celebrating, think there's no way we can have a bad decision happen to us. There's no way you know, somebody scored in a goal and, and it was a mile offside and it's 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 relegated us or it's promoted us or whatever it is that it's done to, to various clubs. They're think, thinking, I, oh, I, this I is going to be great. Do you remember? We, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember it. When it first started, I was, and I might be admitting this, and I'm getting absolutely ripped apart here, but I remember when it first came on board and I was thinking, this is going to sort everything out, everything out here because the, the standard of refereeing in the Premier League is the worst it's ever been. Oh, here we've got a camera now that can deal with it. There's a few lads down there in, in Stockley Park who can make a decision, give it to the ref, and on your pop. But yet it's made it even worse. I think it's I think it's pathetic. It's funny because, like like you say, when, when it starts off, and this to bring it back full circle completely to, to when it started, when it started, it, it, most people's objections at the time, I felt, were with the technology. You know, do we need a blah, 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 they make decisions, blah, 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 you know, it takes out the, you know, the, the, I suppose, like, if if me and you are sitting in a pub after a game and we're kind of going, well, I don't think that kind of takes that argument over, but, like, let's be honest about it, who gives a fuck about the two lads in the pub? This is a multi-billion pound industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the sort of way, it's just the, rom- the romance of it all is me and you sitting in a pub, you know, arguing over the decision. But, I think that the, the reservations over the technology has been quickly replaced by the fact that we all thought we were going in with there's the ref and these people over here in Stockley Park will tell the ref. But it's not. It's just his mates sitting in a fucking van. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's his friends sitting in a van. And we've seen Mike Dean come out and openly admit, I didn't give something because he's me mate. You know, what? Like, yeah. fucking he is having, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It'd be like you, it'd be like my mate going in and killing somebody and going, well, I'm not really telling him he's me mate. You know the sort of way. Yeah, but he's killing people. I yeah, but he's me mate. You know the sort of way. And it's going on and on and on now to the point where the referees aren't even refereeing anymore. And what they're doing is they're just going, me mate will bail me out. And I keep yeah. going back to it. The yellow card is the opening gambit. Throw in a yellow. They have to act then. So they act and go, no, you're fine. Keep going. Right, grand and clear. Or have a look at that. Or give us a look at it. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. And we still can't hear what's going on between them when they're, when they're yapping either. Um, and it's it just seems to me like for something that's to come in to help referees, referees are torn around their head and went, do you know what? We'll just let that do everything. Mm. And we'll just, yeah. even though we're making the decisions, we'll be independent of that anyway. You know, the sort of way. Davo, mm. um, somebody asked earlier, you know, if, if you get rid of the PGMOL, what do you do? And my argument is, you just replace them, right? But let's be let's be honest here, Davo. We're I could come on, I could genuinely come on here every single week and do a show on the PGMOL, a hundred percent, an hour, no problem. Just off ten Premier League games the weekend, mm. I could do an hour show, right? 
I could nearly guarantee you in six months' time, we'll be sitting here and I could do the exact same show in six months' time here, Dabba. It's not, mm. Is it going to change? Because I don't think it is. I think the fact that there's the divide and conquer with the tr- mixed with the tribalism of it all means that the PGML will just float along through this and ah, we get some wrong, we get some wrong. There's not going to be a yeah. big enough movement to sort See, the, 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 the problem is, it's not going away, Gaff. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, the the VA, VAR is, is staying. It's all over Europe. It's Champions League, it's Europa League. But I honestly think, whatever about Europe and stuff like that, I honestly think if you had a magic wand or if the PG, if the FA had a magic wand and they could just go, Rui, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do the semi-automated offside and goal line technology and the rest is being left to the fucking referee for subjective decisions as in that's a penal, that's a red, that's two yellows. I think they'd do it. I think they'd go Rui Grant because like I was saying earlier, Offside is offside, you're either on, you're off. If you're, a, if you're a toenails off, you're off. If it was semi-automated, you can't have any complaints about that. It's There it is, you're offside. And obviously the goal line technology, Barville are getting away with that woman. They never fucking switched it on a couple of years ago. That's fairly nailed on as well, right? So that I, I think, honestly, if the FA had a magic wand and could, go, and could sort it out, that's what they do. And they'd go back to just leaving it up to the referee. Like Dave said, you're, you're on the end of some shockers. You get some, you get some that go your way because we're still getting shockers now with fucking a referee, two linesmen, four official, four fuckers in a truck, and fucking eight hundred cameras. We're still getting shockers. So, yeah. like, it's it's it's, it's, like, it's here it's like, to stay. It's fucking. It's not gonna. It's not gonna change because I, I actually, like Keith said earlier, it's unanswerable. I, I don't know what they do. I don't know how they change it. I don't know. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure they're working hard. They are. Like I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're getting the hand slapped at times, but not enough. Like Keith said earlier, your man goes down to the championship after first time in five years. Anthony Taylor has an absolute holocaust in the Preston game, and now he's on City and fucking Chelsea on Sunday. So it's obviously not. Like Dave was saying there, you fucking you could you were demoted, you could be dropped down probably a league for the season. If you, if you fucked up 20 years ago, now, now you're going down to the championship, having a stinker and getting the biggest game of the weekend the following week. So What a punishment but, but, that is. Yeah. And yeah, the, thing so, is yeah. the, the thing is, like, you know, when you look, when you look at, at decisions being made and stuff like that, right? It's like, it's like when you know when someone says a lawyer has to have a good memory, right? To be a good lawyer, you have to have a good memory. Hmm. I'd love them to, to bring some sort of memory into this, right? By saying, look, that tackle there, and, and be open about it. Like, the fellas in Stockley Park have all the fucking facilities they want. Be open about it and go, listen, that tackle there is very similar to Curtis Jones' tackle a couple of weeks ago or, um, you know, uh, Michelenko the week before or fucking Rashford, whoever it might be. And and actually bring it forward to the table and go, listen, he's given a yellow there, but hold on, this is very similar to the one that happened last week, the week before, six weeks ago, and that player went. And actually, sorry, that player didn't go, and we seen it as a as a an error. That's what, and that let these be the reasoning behind it as well, because what happens is they they start falling into as much as rules that they throw at you, and you know, handball stuff, silhouettes, and all this. And I get that, right? They don't want fellas going around with their arms out like this, like the fucking Superman. I get that, but sometimes the silhouette can't be hands down by its side. It simply can't. Like the one where. Arsenal get a penalty against them against Chelsea. The fella's going up for a fucking header. He's trying to head the ball and it's headed against him. That's a natural silhouette of a fella heading the ball. 
Do you know what I'm saying? And they should be a, and be able to use for things to happen before, but they don't seem to want to be. They take every single one, right, on its own merits, right, with no evidence around it. And then what they do is when they're making that decision on its own merits, right, then they start going, yeah, but I'm not too sure with that. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, hold on, the rules are there. If you follow the rules, I'm, I'm probably asking for evidence from before to be brought in because they can't follow their own fucking rules. That's actually, I'm actually realising that as I'm speaking. And that's why I keep saying, if I'm the Premier League at this stage, the technology is f- fine, Keith. Keith, it's fine. The technology is fine. If you want to do automated offside, go ahead and do it. It looks great, right? And it's it's great the way the graphic comes up. It's a bit more snazzy than a fella fucking dropping with a crayon on the telly, right? And fellas actually genuinely at home with rulers and pens on their TV going, well, if you draw a straight line here, mate, yeah, really stop. The automated stuff is fine, Keith. But, Keith, I would put them on notice. I genuinely would because the money they're being paid I'm telling you now, you can go out and find a group of the same amount of people all over the world, best in class, in all these countries around the world, and go, listen, would you like to come and work for the Premier League? And they go, yeah, I would. Because I'm going to get 100 grand a fucking year to, as a kickoff. 150 grand, pounds sterling a year, right? Plus, I get all these bonuses for different things. They're making a fortune. There's no way the PGMOL is not replaceable, Keith. So I'm going to put it out there before we finish. I will put them on notice and tell them enough is enough because from the very start of this, Keith, they have pushed against VAR. They've pushed a bit against its implementation. It was implemented late in England compared to other countries because of the PGMOL. And now they're, they're halfway between making decisions and just letting the technology do everything. Where are you on it? Yeah, no, it's it, it's the people in charge. It's, you know, these are the ones that are causing the issues as far as I'm concerned. Um. VAR is a separate thing, I suppose, in the, the PGMOL, but you've got just idiots that are looking at computers now, and maybe it is down to semi-automated offsides. You can't argue with that. Do you know what I mean? It's the, the goal line technology, as Davo said, it's failed once because they forgot to turn it on. Probably caused Sheffield United to get relegated, so it was a bit of a big deal, in fairness. Um, not, a, not an ideal situation there. And Nigel in the chat there is hopping and going mad, saying, what about Hawkeye, what about Hawkeye? So, you know, if you went down the technology route, you'd say, right, you'll take that for the VAR. But with the PGMOL, you've still got referees, you've still got um, the opinions and the, the high opinions they have of themselves. The uh, overly authoritarian views that they have that I can't be questioned and I don't have to explain myself and this, that and the other. Once you have people like that running the game, and you have to have somewhat, I think, you know, to be a referee, you have to, you know, in rugby, we see the refs are mic'd up and there's respect between the players, the referees, and all that sort of stuff. And everyone can hear what's said. They tried it in football, and I think Wayne Rooney put the blade in Koybosh on after, after about, about 15, 15 minutes. minutes. <laughs> it was like, right, turn that mic off. Turn yeah. that mic off. Wayne's having it. a breakdown here. Fucking yeah. knock it off. I remember, you know, he was going mad. And, um, yeah. you know, you always have to have the, that sternness. A referee has to be able to tell the players, you know, you can't let the players dictate what's happening. They have to be in control of the game and they have to be able to, to you know, implement the rules and use common sense. But what we don't see with them is we don't see common sense. 
we see things one week that don't <coughs> now I'm not saying Liverpool should have had a penalty against Luton for the Van Dijk when he got I do think they should have had a penalty by the way but because it's Liverpool it seems well, in the break to the Liverpool. Luton goal no, that was the handball, wasn't oh, it? Oh, the handball, yeah, the 100% handball. is no, not a penalty. No, no, not a penalty, yeah. the handball. The one when Van Dijk gets dragged to the ground. And you look at the Man City penalty against Manchester United last week when Hoyland laid brushes off as a rugby and he goes yeah. down like he's after being shot. But this is so where you should bring in stuff from the f- week before going. It's very similar, but they don't. Yeah, that's mm. what I mean. The consistency isn't there. Yeah. And it's never there. You see Alexis McAllister gets the yellow card for the waving the flag and a few players got it that first weekend. Never seen again. Do you know what I mean? There's no consistency. There's no, like, one tackle, as we said, Curtis Jones's tackle. You accept and say, right, it's a red card because he, he uses four. So five years ago, I don't think it's a red card. I don't think it's a reckless challenge. But then you see... Fucking Coy Havertz flying through the air and trying to take out Sean Longstaff in the the game the other night, and no one mentions that. Or do you know? The, I mean? the, the, the biggest one for me was um the 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 City player. He plays. He played for Chelsea. Kovacic. Kovacic yeah. just running Kovacic. around smashing into <laughs> Odegaard for fucking fun at Arsenal. It's there's, there is there is no consistency. There, there's just no. not like Jonathan says. It's it's sport. There's no perfection. Stop looking for it. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm fucking far from it. Looking You'll for never perfection. get perfection. What I'm looking what I'm looking for is the if you're going to utilize VAR, um, utilize it, but take some responsibility while you're doing so, and be able to be consistent in what you're doing. And I'm, I'm not asking for consistently going through screens. I'm not consistently asking for referees to look at this or look at that i'm just asking for you to be consistent if one fella goes over the top of the ball one week and one fella goes over the top of the ball the next week i don't care what game it is whether it's a luton player or a fucking man city player they both get the same treatment and that's not what you're getting simply they not what you're getting themselves up in knots with the amount of rules and the changes and the, the tweaks to rules so if mm. we go back 15 20 years ago do you know an offside was an offside there'll be a little bit of benefit of the deal no. now i think <clears> it's better that offside, even if it is coming down to a blade and always hear that you're offside, you're offside. I've no problem with that. The problem is when they start bringing in lions and you're sort of looking at it and you're under this illusion that these lions are, you know, just grow technology along the side of the pitch and it's a laser and the line is across. And then you realize it's not, it's the same fucking idiots that are getting the line and drawing it back and back until they reach the point and you're seeing that they miss things and they're, they're just making an absolute mess of it so you know there's no consistency with any of this stuff you know there's no um there's no they'll never be that they'll never have that in the in the game the way it is they're just an absolute they're they're Toying themselves in knots. There's too many rules. There's too many tweaks to rules. There's too many, you know, grey areas in rules that I just don't think they're they're helping themselves with. Like it's one one like if I jump in on Dave and I two foot him and I'm going for the ball, red card. If Davo jumps in on Gav the next week, the same thing. Play away, yellow card. Like it, it's the same thing. You're you're absolutely hitting someone with force. You go in two-footed or high-footed or you hit them over the ankle or you hit them above the blade and bill, it's a red card. You know, Jonathan says, what I'm looking for is perfection. No two actions are exactly the same. No, no two actions are exactly the same. But you see, we're not going on two, uh, two actions being exactly the same. What we're going on is a mandate from 
the Premier League and the PGMOL with regards to what you can and can't do on a football pitch. Now, no, nothing is exactly the same, but if you have two tackles, whether and they're both above the ankle, whether they're a millimetre or five millimetres above the ankle, they are, in fact, the same thing. Um, mm. And they should be treated the same. And that's not what you're getting. And what's happening is the consistency also comes in the people that are making the decision being consistent in that but what's that's not what's happening what's happening is you're getting referees making decisions one week and then the next week in the in a very similar situation the referee is being told to go to a screen and being advised by somebody else and the, the case in point is actually the coverages one at arsenal because as soon as coverages makes a second tackle i think it might be on declan rice in the in the second instance he's waving his hands to say i'm not giving that Right, so he's already telling you he knows what's going on there, but I'm not giving it. I'm not giving it. Whereas if that's the first tackle, or if he's not sure, he would be at the screen. It's and this is what I'm saying. The following week, that man is probably at the screen being told go and check that. Why is he at the screen this week? And if he wants to go to the screen every week, fine. That's what we're gonna have to do. But either go to it or don't go to it. Yeah. And that's what's happening now. Everything's being left. But look. Well, what we forgot about Gav as well before we do move on is, you know, Michael Oliver and the lads who've done the sports and thing were off refing in Saudi Arabia or in Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, I think it was, the week before or that week of those games. And I'm not saying that, you know, that had anything to do with it, but they're opening themselves up to the accusation that they're on Man City's payroll. Do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, I don't think it's stupid, but it's, it's already are in the tin hat, the tinfoil hat realm. But is it that stupid? Because if you're getting brought over and paid and wind and dined and you're getting the best of grub and you're getting this, that, and the other hospitality. I mean, you see journalists who talk about the hospitality at the Etihad because they get the best food and they say fucking nothing about Man City because of that. If you're getting paid and, like I said, top of the range, wind and dined, subconsciously, are you going to give a decision that you think it's, well, maybe I'm not too sure. And that's what they open themselves to the accusation of, which doesn't help them at all. Mm. Um, well, look, I'm, I'm sure. Like I said, six months time, I can I can message all three of you and be sitting here <laughs> having the same conversation. I'm convinced of it. Um, before we do go though, um, Dave Everton um, turned the corner a little bit in the last while. I thought we were um, going to miss doing this and just talk about referees. For no, no, no. So. You see, we were meant to do this a couple of weeks ago, but of course, uh, Bill Kenroy passed away, and we thought it was better yeah, not to yeah. do a show on them. But um, no, just quickly on them. You know the. the it was looking really, really bad for them a couple of weeks ago. They've got a couple of wins. They drew at the weekend. Um, and I've seen your... I, I listen to the Blue... I, I openly tell people I listen to the Blue Room after every game. Um, just because you're very honest on what you do. But I've noticed something that you've said recently is that Sean Dyche seemed to have has copped that. Look, stop trying to look for the ball. Just yeah. fucking play the game yeah. without the ball as much as we can. And we, we'll actually start getting results. And, and it's... It's starting to show true, isn't it? He's he's gone more for work and structure rather than trying to win games, and I don't mean that in the in a in a facetious way. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what I've said there, um, why why I think there's a lot of truth to that is that he's he's looked at him and and Everton managers, you guys will know that over the years that where they where they found themselves wrong, where they've you know come stuck at when Everton have tried to do a certain thing. You go back to, you know, Seamus Seamus. Uh, Koeman, you go. I mean, the only one that's different to that was Carlo Ancelotti, who you know he, he's like a king to all of us now because he actually came in and started playing football where Everton actually looked half decent. With this now, what what I will praise Dice for, I'm not a biggest fan of his whatsoever, but he's actually had 
um, the, the decency, I think, to come out and think, you know what, this football club, sorry, this team, this squad I've got right now, simply aren't good enough to, you know, work with the ball uh, in the midfield to to find a system that is going to pe- penetrate the opposition, uh, able to knock the ball around that they want to. He's he's looked at. He's not going to say it, obviously, but he'll have looked at all of and thought. Do you know what? This is very similar to what it was like when I was at Burnley. Let's go down this route, lads. And that, that route is allowing the opposition to have as much of the ball as they want to. Everybody sits behind them. You'll have seen a load of this at the Derby. Um, when when they put 10 men behind the ball, the one thing we have got that's decent, and you, you've seen the likes of Brantwaite, who I'm sure you, you'd agree with, it looks like an absolute superstar. Yeah, he, does he, won't be staying at, he, he won't be staying at Everton long. No. Um, and you see a side that effectively he's finally got to the point where he took Michael Keane out. Uh, Tarkovsky, that's a decent partnership at centre-back and then you've got a couple of full-backs who are half-decent. Then you start, that's, that's at the, the bottom of what you, what you want to build here. So if you watched us against Brighton at the weekend, it very, very nearly worked out in terms of you can have as much of the ball you want. I think they came out with like 80% of the possession. Yeah, like you had a Hmm. You, you guys the other week when you beat us was the same, the amount of possession and the the bizarre thing is, away from home and I'm, I don't think I've ever said this about Everton, that away from home I prefer us to play I, I, I prefer us to go away for every single week because that game against Brighton and again, I, I think you guys over the years will have witnessed this when your team is not getting on top of the ball, when your team isn't penetrating the opposition and you're all standing there going, "Oh, what? You know, why has he missed past it? Why haven't we made the substitution? Why haven't we got somebody on who's going to drive forward with the ball?" When ultimately, for a club like us, for a side like us right now, that's that's the best thing we can do that gives us the the best chance of getting the results. Doing it away from home's fine because you've got none of your fans behind you who are screaming and shouting, "Why haven't you got the fucking ball? Why aren't we having you know twenty odd shots on goal?" When the reality, going away from home. For most clubs, you naturally can your opponents the way say the home side's gonna have more possession than you. So I think Dice has actually worked that out. I thought you know what, the, the opposition having as much ball as they absolutely want that that's fine. It's better for us because we're gonna have, they're, they're gonna have shots on goal, but we've got ten lads who are gonna try and stop them from doing so. Yeah. And then you've got something that's half decent. Calvert Lewin's back. He looks as fit as he ever has. You've got an outlet then to try and score a goal, and and that's what we've done. That seems to have become a formula that actually works at the moment. That Brighton game, if you watched it, and like I said, they had eighty odd percent possession. Matoma for them and Ferguson, they've got there. Look like they're going to be potentially world class players, by the way. And we did well to keep them out. Um, apart from the fact that he, Dice left Ashley Young on for well five minutes too long that he should be on the pitch anyway, but. That those sorts of things, um, he's starting to piece it better together, and I think I'm looking at that table now. Uh, I think we're very fortunate that the the bottom three who came up. Are awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I I think the three of them. Like I said, we stayed up with 30, 35 with the catch up last season. I'd be really shocked if if you need anything more than thirty odd points, thirty more yeah. maybe, because those and the, and the, the Luton game, you sure you know they've got. Every every one of them is going to try and get behind them as far as they possibly can when they're playing in those home games. But by and large, most they're going to lose. What say, fourteen, fifth might even get might not even get an away win. Um, so you can see all three of them getting an amount of points that is nowhere near 
touch wood what we'll be able to get quite quite comfortably mm-hmm. um so with that in mind mate and i know i'm banging on about this here but in, in a future capacity everyone's banging on about the new stadium which we'll go to in the next 18 months the thing that's petrified so many of us is that well we're not good enough to stay in the premier league we'll be going there to watch concerts instead of actually going to watch the football being played um there's a glimmer of hope of what dice has done Long term, I, I don't think he's going to be the the man that takes Everton forward um, in any capacity. Agreed. I think he has mm. he has a lot of limitations, uh, I think. But right now, um, it's sadly what's needed to keep us where we are. You look what happened with Lampard. I mean, that Everton going to go down. Let's face it. Before Dice came in just over a year ago, uh, had a half decent run of games and kept us up on the last day of the season. Um, that looks more comfortable to have him doing that than roll dice again. You've seen how many managers we've had as well. Um, we can't go and buy players either. So, you know, uh, it, it's hard to get behind them in terms of a capacity that makes people want to stay. You know, you, you can build something. You guys got Klopp in what now? Eight, nine years ago? Eight, eight years ago, isn't yeah. it? Hey. He, he come in after Brendan Rodgers. And had so much belief in himself and what he's done that he changed everything he wants. And that's how Liverpool kicked on and you, you become what you are these days and when you won the league and all that stuff. With Everton and the amount of money we had under Mashiri, um, and that's that's a story in itself, what that man's done. Um, you know, so many of our fans would say that that's Everton now. You've gone you've gone got the billionaire the billionaire that you wanted for years. You can go and sign what players you'd ever want. And things have actually become worse when that's yeah. happened. Because <laughs> so, me and I was just going to say, mate, it's 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 a fucked up club, and and it will be till probably all of our dying days, to be honest. Because uh, me and me and Davo constantly go on about everything, um, and going down and not going down, and we were kind of talking about it last week, and Davo was like, "Gav, literally, they could get that twelve points deduction and still stay up because the three at the oh, bottom." I, fucking... I, I, th- I think they will. I, uh, what's the story, Dave? Is I li- I heard something. It was the totally football part. I think your man was a fellow from the Athletic. He was kind of saying he reckons they will get a deduction, but maybe five or six. It won't be the twelve. Is that what you think? Or? I think I think the general consensus is is right. What you said there. I don't. Everton are going to be used as an example. Mm-hmm. I think that's the really easy thing that that these people who are making these decisions, this independent panel, regardless of what it is, they're getting pressure from the Premier League to punish Everton. The reason why that is is because we're we're, we're the soft, we're the ducks in the water, we're the club you can use as an in a, as an example. I mean, you know, you you think uh, if you've got Man City who have got I don't know a million and odd, odd things going against them um, versus Everton who've got a few where they've spent too much money when they weren't allowed to. And ever ever and I I've sorry to cut across you. Go on. No, I, no. I spoke I've spoken about this quite a bit. Off the back of listening to what 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 you say, what you say in your podcast and others, and the different the main people say like, "Oh, why are they doing Everton now?" And why isn't City because City? What the difference is? Everton were quite open on what they were, what was going on here. Yeah. Um, they, they've and and this is from me listening to things. Everton spent more than they, they should have, right? But then when they lose the likes of Usman off and and all this stuff's going on, right, that puts them in in the shit. 
but everything are quite open because it's it's well known that everything in the Premier League both say they're working together to solve this issue. Now there was a bit of a grey area with regards to COVID and the stadium and the costs and stuff like that, and everything were claiming one thing, Premier League were claiming the other, but they were working together. And then something happened. Now this is the only bit where we don't know that something definitely happened because the Premier League then told him, No, hold on, we're charging you. So everything yeah. went and pushed the boat somewhere and got done. And that's the reason why everything are up so quick, because they were actually very open with the Premier League as to what was going on. City aren't. City are telling you they'll have their review tomorrow when they won't. They won't give the Premier League all the information. But I still think if they got twelve points, they have they'd stay up because what's what's down there is just Oh, they should absolutely push for it like as quick as possible. I think honestly, yeah. don't don't drag it on to next yeah. season. I think the worst thing they could get. I be, think the worst thing yeah, they could get would I mean? be a transfer ban. I think that's the worst mm-hmm. thing they could get is a transfer ban. It's actually worse than the points. I'm not I'm not sure about that because, like I mentioned there, when uh, when Mishiri first came in and you start spending, he started spending like it was his own little training set. I don't know um, who we've got there with Thelwell as well, who's the, the director of football with the transfer stuff, the academy and all that. There's nothing that suggests to me that this guy knows what he's doing either. Um, we've had Steve Walsh over the years. If you give somebody, uh, anybody who's on the board or director of football, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, Evan, if you were to go and give them, what would we need there? So, for instance, we sold Anthony Gordon around £50 million. Richarlison around £50 million. Pretty obvious that that's gone against all of this stuff that's coming up against us with these charges. Everton have thrown a lot of money in to make sure that they don't look like they cocked anything up financially. If that was put in the arse pocket of anybody who's around buying players that they want to come in, I can safely say I would not. I wouldn't trust them. I would not trust them one minute to have five million pounds to go with the right player. That has been an age-old decision that's been so frustrating for all of us that when, when you get a lot of... I mean, look look at you guys there, which a lot of Reds, I'm not saying you guys would say so, but given what happens to Chelsea, given what happens at United to an extent now and City, and you're sitting there thinking, fucking hell, how are they allowed to go and spend X amount of money on that amount of X amount of players? Um, and we could argue about that to, to a blue in the face with it. But when you look at you guys there, it's it's financials. It, it, the financial side is what you've earned. You've not done anything to earn the money that you've got. It's all about revenue these days. You mentioned about Usmanov with us. The real fuck up with that is that, yes, he was a silent partner. He was paying money into it. There were various brands that he threw on the side of the, the stadium at Goodison with his, with his brand on it and stuff like that. Um, when, when he does one and gets all the uh, sanctions put against him, like half of Russia has, that's when Everton go into the shit because a lot was relied upon what he's done. You guys, I mean, look, there's a constant, seems to be an FSG argument um, for, for various reasons and, and sort of what they're trying to do with the football club, why they own the football club. But you look at the way you guys have, have a system in terms of bringing players in. I mean, the lads that I've looked at since the start of the season look phenomenally good um, in the midfield and in every which way you can look at that squad that you've got. There's there's a process that you go about getting it, and who, who was the guy that's just left? It was Michael Edwards, was it? Mm, yeah, yeah. The Edwards has gone a while. Um, Julian Ward. Julian Ward. Ward. Yeah. yeah. So you know you go you go back to what Edwards was doing there. I remember people virtually around here nearly crying because that lad's leaving because of how mm. well he'd done with recruitment. Mm. When have Everton had that? I I can't think back to a time Everton have had that any sort of level and competence to be able to go and spend and, and act within your means. 
we haven't done that. We've decided rather than to just say, you know what, lads, this is shit, it's not working, we need to get a load of loans on. I.e. when we had Martinez back in that day, um, who who actually did that. We had one one week we had um, we paid five million for um, James McCarthy, Gareth Barry, and got Lukaku on loan. Bite your hand off for that at any point, and that's with Everton not spending any money. That's the that's the ironic thing when your team gets plenty of cash to don't spend. You guys have done your revenues come in from from players you've sold. You've operated within the guidelines of it. Um, how is how is that difficult to operate for any club? When there's so many obvious examples around them, rather than thinking, do you know what? He looks good. I'll go and buy him. And that's, that's your fucking owner that's saying it. Because without doubt, uh, Mishiri himself, like I said, that um, train set, that guy's made decisions above everybody else on what players he wants to come in. Right there and then, you've got your club that's from the ground that's absolutely fucked up. Because who's, who's, who's Farah Mishiri? He's a, an accountant by trade. Who's he to come in and say, I want to buy him, 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 not, him? He's not doing my fucking accounts there. <laughs> 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 That's the other thing. Like, even I swear to God. Um, but like, <laughs> look, it's 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 something that's going to roll on. My argument over it is if it, the biggest problem they would have would be a transfer ban. And what I mean by that is if they were told you can't sign anyone for two windows starting next summer, right? You, I get where you're coming from. Look, the shit at spending the money. But what if you're left with what's there... You're going to have the likes of Pickford. You're going to have Brandweight. You're going to have Onan. You're going to have Calvert-Lewin going, we can't bring anyone in here. We're scraping at 34, 35 points. And we're only lucky because of three underneath are dreadful. I'm not staying for that. I'm fucking out of here. And and then you end up with having to replace three, four of your top earning perceived best players with basically under 23s players. And everything do go down. I think everything could go down quicker off the back of a transfer ban than they would off a point seduction, simply the way things have worked out now. Um, Dave, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to get you back on to have a proper discussion on this 777 yeah, um, seven, seven and all this sort of stuff. And look, yeah. people people are giving you some stick in the chat, and that's absolutely fine, but it's very good-natured, and a lot of people have said, look, uh, fair play to for coming on. Dave is one of the soundest values you'll come across. And if you look, listen... There's been a lot listen. of questions actually in the chat for Dave, so you should get him back yeah. on. There's been I will get him back on. I will get him back on. What I'll do is I'll just, I'll just open about six cans and I'll just read out the fucking question and Dave can just go off them and I'll leave him there for 90 minutes and then I'll come back and knock off the stream and we'll all piss <laughs> off. Uh, that's how it'll work the next time. But honestly, no, like the, the, the chat have been very good mannered about it and you've been very honest in, in what you say. Um, look, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think most people have um, tonight. It's it's a chance to look at the PGMOL. Like I said, we could be back here in six months having the exact same conversation. I won't have the moustache, so I'm just letting you know in six months' time. Keith, Keith will still I'm be here. Davo will still be in bed in a half an hour because Davo's back. Half an hour. If I work out 20 minutes. 20 minutes, nice <laughs> one. And, uh, and the next time Dave comes on, we won't have 40 minutes of us going, Dave, can you hear us, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that, that, I've walked, that's purely my fault. I need to apologise. I've, I've walked it. I've walked. No, no, no. I've walked out what was wrong. I was, I was on air end, and I've walked it out. So, um, if it happens again, I know what to do. So, um, what day is today? Tuesday. We're back on Thursday with reaction to Toulouse, um, away in the in the Europa League. Uh, we then back uh, off Friday, off Saturday, because what what would you be doing? Um, and Sunday we will have reaction to Brentford at home. And we will also have our Sunday night show as well. Um, 
the link is in the description if you want to uh, donate to us for Movember that's why the moustache and all is here and I said it last night I'm saying it again I'm making lists of people that are fucking donating right I've had enough now if I, if I don't see us all on this list I've donated don't ever come near me and ask me to and visit fucking again that's all I'm saying <laughs> right the, the, I'm putting it down now right put a fiver in put two quid in put one quid in I don't care what it is put it in there the memberships are there on the channel as well Um. They, they're kicking off now, but you'll start to see the change in the shows over the next probably 10 days where you're going to still get your free shows. You'll still get all your downloads. That's no problem. But if you there will be some shows. If you want to watch them live, interactive and stuff like that, it'll be part of the members-only stuff. So that's where we are with that. Keith, anything else before we go? No. Um, good, good chat. Always good to dig into them blading PGMOL shits. Can I just read out the Richard Key's comment before oh, yeah, yeah. we go off? Yeah, you came For anyone that, that hasn't heard, I came that was gone, and I don't look, usually look, come look, out. No, 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 no. It's going on 18 minutes. No. I just thought it was very um, very apt that uh, Richard Keyes came out. I'm not a big fan of El Keyesy, to be honest. He usually talks a lot of shit. He's an arsehole. He is. Yeah. But... He came out with this. I'm in the luxurious position of being able to say what I luxurious. think about the falling. Well, you probably had to do spell check. On I that. probably had a fucking yeah, Ferrero Rocher or something. Sorry, Keith. I'm, I'm going to start again. I'm in the luxurious <laughs> position of being able to say what I think about the falling standards of officiating in our league. But imagine taking a call from a high ranking Premier League broadcast official reminding you who pays your wages. Scary. It happened to two people that I know recently. The message was clear. Stop criticising the refs. What sort of world are we living in when people who run the game also want to steer the narrative? And I think that's very, very telling that he's coming out saying that. Like I said, I think he talks a lot of scutter most of the time. But he's coming out and saying that the powers that be are influencing. And you only have to listen to Gary Neville, to Jamie Carragher, and to Michael Owen, who does shows with Howard Webb, when contentious decisions are coming out. Within a few minutes, they're all tweeting the same thing, and I think it's you know it's a dangerous slippery slope. So I think that plays into the the fact that we can't really do anything to change the PGMOL because they're too powerful now, and they've too many people on the side probably. Yeah, um, but then again, like Gary Neville's now doing fifteen minutes, uh, fifteen minute inserts on optical illusions, um, which is yeah. which is great. Um, so if you're into optical illusions, uh, tune in next week when Gary will show you that the goalpost looks a certain size from here, but when it's really far away, it looks smaller. Yeah, um, and if you want to watch it in a, in a much better version, go much farther, Ted, when Ted shows Dougal about the cows being really close <laughs> and really far away. Um, so there you go. And it's much better than Gary Neville, another yeah. asshole. Anyway, uh, Davo, anything else before we go? No, all good, all good. Enjoy that tonight, and I probably won't be on when Dave is on with you, but with the Everton stuff, but I absolutely will listen because there's plenty of questions, so be good yeah. to get his insight into it. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, um, let's start something out very soon where me and you sit down, I drink cans, you answer all the, you just take over this show and answer all the questions and just give me yeah. a bell when you need me to knock her off. Heavier than that, mate, if that was going to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we might need to, so cans. Um, you don't know. You don't know what cans I drink, Dave. You know what I mean. Don't, 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 don't get ahead of yourself. You're making yourself. Carl's big special brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking topped up with whiskey. Um, right, Dave. <laughs> off you go. Boom. We're on our way. Um, but no, look, Dave. It's been an absolute pleasure with you coming on. We are going to sort out something soon because I, I, I like talking about other football clubs. And Everton are one of those. Um, but we'll definitely sort something soon. That's being yeah. Keith. That's being Davo. That's being Dave. I've been Gav. That has been your Tuesday night on the Talking Cop. Talk to you soon. Over and out.
Sports Social Podcast Network.